This episode of What Works is brought to you by Mighty Networks. Mighty Networks is my go-to tool for bringing people together online. Mighty Networks allows you to create a private social network where your clients, customers, or community can gather all in one place to work toward a common goal. Your members can connect with each other, learn from your online courses, attend events, and get peer support. And unlike public social networks, you control your own member list and information, you can charge for access, and you can work to nurture a community culture that's thoughtful and intentional. Find out more about Mighty Networks and get started free of charge by going to MightyNetworks.com. The tools I use to run my business have come a long way in the last decade. Back then, I had to do most things manually. Now, integrations and automations are a given. Back then, I had to learn to code and poke through dense documentation to get what I wanted. Now, everything is drag and drop. Back then, digital small business owners were repurposing tools meant for other tasks to put our businesses together. Now, we use tools that are made just for us. But it's not just the tools that have changed. It's also how I use them. I'm Tara McMullen, and you're listening to What Works, the show that takes you behind the scenes of what's really working to run and grow a small business today. Now, when I started my business, I was always just trying to get one step ahead, and the tools I used were solving problems as they came up. There was no real rhyme or reason. I didn't stop to think about what my technology or system needs might be even a few months in the future. Today, I look at my tools in terms of how they'll help me grow. I ask myself how I can use them to build a foundation that makes my business easier to run months or even years in the future. I don't just solve problems with my tools. I create systems. Now, we've covered a lot of territory with the tools we use to run our businesses over the last month, and we're going to cover a little more territory today. But I think this mindset shift around how we use technology and develop systems has been a thread that has tied all of these episodes together. Whether it was my conversation with Sean or Jessica or Prerna or Holly and Aaron, I hope you picked up on the strategy that these business owners use when it comes to picking and working with tools. That strategy isn't just about what tools or systems they use. It's really a bigger mindset around how they run their businesses. They expect to be running, building, and growing these businesses for years to come. And so they choose tools, systems, and workflows that make that easier. Now today, I want to share three more business owners and their favorite tools with you. You'll hear from designer and illustrator Cynthia Oswald, operations manager Heidi Johnson, and software engineer Rachel Ober. Each one is sharing a tool that's dramatically changed the way they do business, each in completely different ways. Let's get started with Cynthia Oswald. Cynthia is the founder of Cynthia Oswald Design and Creative Services, a boutique branding agency. Our goal is to help business owners and marketers curate their brand materials in a way that attracts their target audience while communicating their mission and values. Our projects include logo design and brand standards, website design and development, SEO enhancements, and monthly content strategy. My artistic side influences the agency work by ensuring that my clients' inspirations and experiences shine through in their marketing materials. I look at their businesses as personal works of art, and I like to understand what made them have the desire to create that piece of work and then ensure it translates to their audience through their branding and marketing materials. I want to share about a tool that has transformed the way I do business. 
When I took a maternity leave in the summer of 2018, I was forced to change the way I did business and expand beyond myself. The business wasn't going to run without a team. One of my closest friends, mentors, and colleagues, Alyssa, suggested that she step in while I took some time to be with my newborn. Growing a team meant that I had to change the way I communicated information. One thing that was always a challenge in working with the team was file management. Files can be so large when you're working on a print project or a large-scale website. So I turned to Dropbox Business Pro to see what capabilities they had in order to enable my team members to have the same ease of file management that I had. I loved being able to unsync folders seamlessly and resync them when I needed them. I purchased a Pro account in order to allow my team members the same access to my files, essentially creating a server that was desktop ready. And then I stumbled across Dropbox Paper. This has been an extremely valuable add-on for managing projects and keeping everyone informed. I already have a CRM that works so well with task management, but I needed a fluid document that a group of people could contribute to on an ongoing basis. Not only has it helped me with my team members, it has enhanced my client offerings as I now provide interactive meeting agendas and meeting recaps that serve as a file locator or an archive of our work together, linking to all of their necessary files and resources. I've also used it to provide tutorials, embed videos, as well as written content. My team members each receive a monthly Dropbox paper document that has collaborative project information. They can easily comment, request files, highlight, add to-dos, calendar dates, and share inspiration right in the document. If they need information from another team member, they can simply at them and they'll be invited to the document with an email notification. Once they've finished a task, they can cross it off and keep team informed. It also will send reminders via email if there's a comment to do or other date-related material that you haven't addressed. Lastly, it's helped me to organize my marketing materials. When I'm inspired to write, I simply find my idea folder and dive right in. I can leave off whenever necessary and come right back to a live working document that feels very fluid. If you're looking for a place to organize ideas, add value to your client relationships, and enhance team-related projects, I feel that Dropbox Paper is an excellent resource for you. Next up, you'll hear from Operations Manager Heidi Johnson, who works with visionary leaders to help them solve their capacity issues. I'm a Chaos Wrangler team leader and systems lover, working on clients' big ideas, processes, and workflows on a daily basis. So when Shannon and Tara asked me, what's the one tool that changed the way I run my business? I wondered, well, how can I choose? There's so many possibilities. But as I reflected on my list, which was primarily computer-based applications, I realized if I had to run my business on a desert island, my most favorite, most treasured tool would be the everyday old school pencil. I tried to love the mechanical pencil and its cousin, the plastic pencil, but what works for me is the old-fashioned wooden pencil with a lead center. And there's three reasons I think that pencils have changed the way I work with ideas in my business. The first is that it's easier to explore ideas that feel too big or too scary when I have a pencil in hand. The second is handwriting has been shown to improve cognition and memory. And the third, pencils take my eyes off the screen. So run with me on this. Writing in pencils let me explore ideas, goals, or thoughts that feel at the moment too big. Ideas or concepts that I haven't grown into yet. Sometimes they feel tentative, drifting at the edge of my periphery. I often get thinker's block. I think I know where I want my idea to go, but I just can't get it down. And this is especially true when I want to move through my comfort zone or set a big goal. 
so pencils to the rescue. There's something about the faint light gray color on my paper and the impermanence of lead that opens the dam and all of a sudden I have permission to write and explore. Any idea or thought, regardless of the outcome, is now fair game and flows like our spring river runoff. The pencil is my doorway into the stage before the terrible, horrible, no good first draft. When I use a pencil to explore tentative ideas, the pressure to have a good, if not great, fully formed thought is alleviated. A pencil lets me play, sketch, and yes, erase as I write my way towards something. No pressure, just exploration. Which brings me to the second reason I love pencils. Writing by hand has been linked to activation of the memory centers in our brain and positively impacts our ability to comprehend information. Since I'm a visual learner and processor, a flat computer screen doesn't always show or give me the nuances I want to explore when I'm working through a problem. When I get stuck building out a workflow, I see a tremendous improvement in my creative problem solving when I put, yes, pencil to paper. And so now we're at the third reason this is my tool of choice. The old school pencil, smooth or hexagonal, classic yellow or electric blue, is my favorite tool because it moves me away from the computer screen. Don't get me wrong, I love working online with other online businesses. And I love the connection and the ability to operate a business from a computer, but I can only stare at the screen, hands poised above the keyboard for so long. As someone with the heart of a research librarian, I'm easily distracted by the potential of a Google search. If I'm only ever in front of the screen, I find myself thinking, ooh, what can it hurt? I won't take long. I just need to see if this fact is in fact true, or maybe what the interwebs might have to say about this idea. I find myself procrastinating hoping that this Google search will yield the nugget of wisdom I so desperately think I need. And yet, when I can move away from the screen, power down my computer and focus my eyes elsewhere, possibility presents itself. I can find my own ideas and I can explore a fresh perspective. When my eyes are away from the screen, when pencil meets paper, I can grow into the big, wild, and sometimes scary ideas. That's why I'll forever love my collection of old school pencils. Finally, let me introduce Rachel Ober, the founder of Developer Recipes and a software engineer by trade. In 2018, I started a small business called Developer Recipes. After spending a lot of my free time before entrenched in side projects, mentoring and coaching software engineers. I worked as a software engineer for over 10 years in the tech industry. And during that time, I excelled at teaching what I had learned to new and experienced engineers. The tool I would like to talk about today is Zapier. Zapier is a wonderful tool that can integrate many of your favorite web apps together that otherwise you would have to do manually or pay someone to help you integrate. As a software engineer, I'm intimately aware of how to integrate different APIs and have code do the work for you. However, as a business owner, I don't want to be spending so much time on trying to hoist a whole new system up and writing things from scratch. In Zapier, you create things called Zaps that are essentially recipes or workflows based on whatever criteria you have set. For instance, if you use G Suite and Gmail, you can set up a Zap that when you flag a message, it will automatically add it to your to-do list application, such as OmniFocus. Zapier advertises over a thousand integrations and with an upgraded plan, you can customize and tweak outcomes based on conditions you set. 
The biggest win for me was how Zapier helped me automate the process of scheduling and following up on meetings that were scheduled with me. One of my zaps is set up to trigger whenever someone books an appointment with me on Book Like a Boss. First, it makes sure to schedule a calendar appointment and invite the person who scheduled it. Secondly, it sends a welcome email to the scheduler to give them an agenda of what we are discussing. The zap then will schedule an email to be sent the day before to remind the scheduler of our meeting, of where we're going to meet, and to please let me know if their plans have changed so that we can reschedule. I can even automate the creation of an Evernote note so that whenever I get on my call, I have my notes ready to go. Finally, I can have the Zap add a reminder to my to-do list app, OmniFocus, to follow up with a person after a set amount of time, or perhaps draft an email so that I can send it the next day with a summary of our call. Zapier was really key in helping me stay organized so that even if I had super busy days, I knew that some of my most important tasks were happening in the background and I had what I needed when I needed it. Because I had control over how my emails looked and sounded, my communication with my clients sounded professional and personalized in contrast to the automated emails that the default scheduling service had sent. I received a lot of great feedback from people because the tasks that I felt were most important were to deliver quality service and were happening without me having to worry about it. Over this month, we've covered a wide range of tools that help small business owners run their businesses. We've examined software, hardware, workflows, and systems. We've talked about switching tools and finding new ways of working. But remember, it's less about what tools you use and more about how you use the tools you've chosen. Do the tools you use support your goals? Do they help you create the vision you have for your business? Do they support you and your customers? If you don't find yourself confidently answering yes to those questions, it might be time to look for some new options. Next month, we're looking at how small business owners find support, a very timely topic right now. I'm talking mental health with both Chris Brogan and Nancy Jane Smith. I'm trading notes with Sarah Peck about participating in and facilitating masterminds. And I'm asking Sharin Eskandani about coaching. Now, if you haven't yet, hit subscribe in your podcast player so you don't miss any of those upcoming episodes. What Works is produced by Yellow House Media. Our production coordinator is Sean McMullen. This episode was edited by Marty Seafelt. Our production assistant is Kristen Runbeck. Find over 270 more episodes of What Works at explorewhatworks.com. <laughs>